All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. All right, the five-game road trip is over as another week gets underway here at Leafs Nation, presented by PointsBet Canada. It's the Monday edition of Leafs Morning Take, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. And Rosie, did you know if the Panthers lose to the Sens in any fashion tonight, the Maple Leafs will clinch a playoff berth? What's up, buddy? Ah, how are you? How are you? I heard that. That's nice to uh, be able to sit back on your couch and clinch a playoff berth. Uh, at the end of the day, though, I don't think this team was too worried about missing the playoffs, though, were they? No, they weren't. Uh, my wonder is, do you get the green light special on a Monday? Like, let's say the Ottawa Senators do go ahead. They beat the Florida Panthers. Is it a green light special on a Monday night for the Toronto Maple Leafs? It has to be, right? Yeah, why not? You don't play till Wednesday. You know, you keep it down low. Someone rents out a, a place downtown. You have a dinner and a few drinks and maybe a couple guys scoot out to do a little extra thing on uh, on the evening <laughs> time. I don't see any problem with that. A little bit tough to do in that city, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure they'd like to. I think they'd rather do it on the road now that they're home with their families. It's interesting yeah. to know, but uh, I'm sure there's guys, if they want to go, they'll be able to go. Man, I always laugh when they have those celebrations in Major League Baseball. Granted, I'm a baseball first guy. It was my first passion in life. But, like, I always laugh when they party and celebrate every time they win a series, every time they win, uh, you know, they clinch a playoff berth. I know it's much harder to make the postseason in baseball. But, like, imagine they did that in the NHL. Like, you're Boston. You clinched a playoff berth, like, seemingly three months ago. And you're outraging Greenlight Special. Yeah, it is funny. I love it when they just party like they won it all. And, uh... <laughs> 
I know it's a different culture around there. Like I've been in the in the Blue yeah. Jays clubhouse before, and we were throwing out the first pitch and doing the anthem and stuff like that one time. And I was just in shock at like how chill everyone was before the game. Like guys are eating ice cream, playing PlayStation in their stall, feet yeah. up on the table, and it's like five minutes before anthem and you know, you play every single game and it's not a scream and yell, hustle, hustle game like football. I feel like yeah. hockey's kind of right in the middle of the two, but uh, definitely a different culture. And it's, I, I like it. It's uh, relaxed and it would be fun to be a part of. Yeah, baseball, just a much different game. You, you pack a chew in your upper lip or your bottom lip. You, you get like three at-bats a game. I love the sport. It's tremendous. Uh, anyways, remember to subscribe. Tap that like button. Leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast, so make sure you subscribe right now. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube as we're live right now. We'll comment and we'll uh, give our answers a bit later on in the show. And uh, we're fortunate enough, uh, you talk about the Greenlight Special, one of your former teammates in Philadelphia, former Toronto Maple Leaf for a couple of seasons, coming up in 10 minutes or so, uh, National Predators analyst himself, Hal Gill. You want to talk about taking a peek in the green light special. Uh, you supposedly have some stories about this guy. Oh, Skillsy. Yeah, he's uh, he is a character. <laughs> he is a guy. If you've played with him, you remember him. And uh, there's lots, uh, lots of good things about that man. So I'm happy to get him on today. So Hal Gill coming up. But for now, let's get over the boards. Your weekend recap, and uh, I think Rosie would admit this not to speak for you, but we're just, we're getting set. We're getting ready. We're looking forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's not much to discuss, but they go one and one. I thought they were fantastic in Carolina, deserved a better fade, and I thought they were okay in Nashville. Inferior opponent, they got the two points. They roll on a 3-2 and 0-5 game road trip here, Rosie. Yeah, the weekend was just okay. I mean, I remember Saturday night there, the... Um, just Sebastian Ajo just kind of took over. He seemed to get those. Yeah. They just kind of got those uh, couple extra goals. It was a tighter game than it looked at the end of the day. 5-3 empty netter. It is what it is. I thought Murray looked okay. Um, nothing crazy. Obviously, Austin Matthews is starting to hit his stride, which was super nice to see. We're starting to see him, Tavares, Kale Yarncroke, just starting to mm -hmm. put on a little bit of steam here, which is great to see. And overall impression, kind of a blah weekend. It's just, it is what it is this time of year when you're, when you're sitting where you are. And like you say, you can sit on your couch and catch a, a playoff berth and you're just, I'm just licking our chops. It feels like you can start to feel the pressure and intensity starting to ramp up mm -hmm. as we creep closer to this uh, inevitable playoff series here. Big time of year, and uh, you talk about that potential series with uh, Tampa. Pretty much a formality. Has been that way for like three months now. But they're now seven points up on the Lightning with one game in hand, nine games left for seconds. So uh, very, very high chances the Leafs will have home ice advantage in that series. Does that make you think differently about playing Tampa in the first round? Does it really matter? Um, I've always said that it does matter. I mean, you want it. It's, it's preferred. Uh, is it the end of the... Is it at the end of the... Day if you don't get it, no. I mean, you can crunch the numbers all you want, but at the end of the day, you you just you don't know what's going to happen in the series. So you'd rather just be sleeping in your own bed and eating the food that True. you're used to and not flying and not uh, doing any of that stuff that comes with being on the road. So I mean, you get that first two games at home and the game seven if need be. So uh, definitely a positive to get that as well, in my opinion. 
Talk about positives, a six-game point streak now for Austin. Matthew's starting to cook in a big way. We talked about that last week. And Mitch Marner, just uh, he's had an incredible season, and nobody's really talking about it anymore because every game it's like two or three points. That header play yesterday, Yarncroke got robbed by uh, Lankinen, but still an unbelievable play of football or I guess a soccer-type play here in Canada and North America, but a 10-game point streak for him. Uh, I also had one major gripe from the weekend. So Joseph Wall yeah. makes 23 saves yesterday. I'm taking nothing away from this kid. I think he's got a bright future. But can we stop with this idea that he has a chance to be a factor in the Stanley Cup playoffs and be the next Jordan Minnington? Number one, you still have two competent guys ahead of him. I know we've we sort of crapped on these guys a bit, but Ilya Samsonov's had a great year. For the most part, Matt Murray's been good this year. So the way I see it, if Joseph Wall is involved in that equation, Toronto's in big-time trouble. On top of that, I think they've been very, very careful insulating Wall this season. I looked at his uh, four appearances, Nashville, Calgary, Montreal, and Columbus. Like, these aren't world-beater teams. I don't know how you feel yeah. about Jordan Wall or Jordan Wall. Joseph Wall, I don't think he can be Jordan Bennington this season. I think he's got a bright future, but I think people have to pump the brakes on this narrative, Rosie. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think with the spotlight being shone on these two goaltenders that the Maple Leafs do have, um, for some reason, there, there's need to go to the outside. And, you know, Wall, from what I've done, a little bit of research on him and talking to Mike McKenna, who's quite close with him, has, has oh, coached him coming okay. up, actually. And he he says that he's got a, a good head on his shoulders. He's got the ingredients to uh, to get things done. So just as far as having him in the pipeline of the Toronto Maple Leafs is, is, a, is a great thing to hear. It feels like you've got some goaltending maybe uh, coming up the ranks that could actually get the job done and be a premier guy. But as far as him playing this year, I just don't see, you know, we got our two goaltenders. I guess the only thing I could see where you go to that conversation is how much that Matt Murray has been hurt in his career and in this yes, year and say yes. he does go down, then inevitably Wool will get, you know, some time on the bench or, or back and up to the starter of, inevitably what you would expect Ilya Samsonov to be the starter if that happens mm -hmm. has that happened no will that happen we don't know but yeah it's nice to have a third stringer and he's missed some opportunity this year with injuries where Schalgren actually came up and and got some limelight and did quite well too but at the end of the day I think Wall is is quite a bit higher on the depth chart with the uh, with this organization than uh, Schalgren and you know if he gets his chance he gets his chance but why talk about something that hasn't even happened yet and there's no reason to think that it will Look, never say never, but I think you make an astute point there that, you know, if somebody gets hurt, if it's Samsonov, if it's Murray, then you have Wall in a backup role. Again, never say never. We've seen this type of narrative before. Uh, but I, I guess we're also guilty of manufacturing or trying to manufacture a storyline because everything's pretty much etched in stone and has been that way for a long period of time. And we're also excited, right? Like, when's the last time the Leafs had a stud goalie prospect who actually turned into something? I, off the top of my head, was a James Reimer? right? Like he turned into a pretty decent NHL netminder, but it, it's not something that has been in the DNA and the, and the fortitude of this organization and say the last 20 years or 15 years, even dating back to the Tuka Rask era and the Justin Pogier era and that decision. But like, I think that's where the excitement comes to is like, you have this homegrown product, you drafted him. He's playing unbelievably well in the AHL. He's looked really good in the NHL. So you can't help but have that excitement, right? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, I think so for sure. And uh Rosie, you know, you when there? you get a little background story on someone that's in the know, like a a Mike McKenna to um, kind of confirm that he is that that player and that he does have the ingredients and he does have the background and the the confidence and the mind for you. You get those little things that you don't really get to see on the ice and you hear that and it's even more exciting. And yeah, like you say, there hasn't been a, a top elite prospect in the goaltender position come up in this organization in quite a while. And sometimes when they do, they get a little bit overhyped. Sometimes they, they get, uh, you know, put on the spotlight a little bit earlier and it can end up being kind of tough for them. And we've seen uh, guys kind of crash and burn in that situation. So time will tell, but it's nice to have some talent coming up the ranks for sure. Meantime, uh, now looking ahead to the, uh, the week here at store for the Maple Leafs home to Florida on Wednesday at Ottawa on Saturday and home to Detroit on Sunday, playing out the string. I think great news too. factor. Uh, the fact that he himself, Ryan O'Reilly, back skating with this team could return the next couple of days, it sounds like, Rosie. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's awesome to hear. I mean, that's kind of the one thing post-trade deadline, I mean, with all the juggling and mixing around and trying to get guys to gel and everything like that, you get your main component bust his finger up and, uh, you know, pretty early on and then, you know, weeks off. And luckily, I think... It could have been worse than it was. I think he still had surgery on and everything. You'd think that's going to be a, you know, a pretty, pretty difficult uh, recovery time. But it sounds like everything's going well and he's on pace to come back before the playoffs. And that's just huge news for this organization. I think it'll be great to see him back again and uh, get a few reps in before the big games here. So where would he fit in on your roster? I think what we've seen in terms of combo and, and configurations the last little while, I think they're they're prepping for it to be Ryan O'Reilly up the middle potentially in a tandem with Michael Bunting, right? I think just the way they've utilized some players leads me to believe that. Do you think that's the best fit so far, at least to start against Tampa with Ryan O'Reilly as your three seed? Yeah, I think so. I think that provides the depth. And I mean, I'd like to talk to Hal Gale here coming up here soon about, you yeah. know, he's gone, the, he's gone the distance and he knows what it takes to win a Stanley Cup. And it seems like there's, what are those teams that get the job done? They seem to have that depth and those guys down the, you know, in the bottom six that are just premier players that really chip in. And then all of a sudden you got, you can roll the lines, you can keep everyone involved, you can keep your stars fresher for down the stretch and in, uh, in a tight game. And 
I mean, having him there, he can actually contribute. And like you say, bunting beside him, we know that he's capable of, of finishing plays from, from players. And it's just, uh, it's just a good luck having Ryan O'Reilly as the 3C there in this lineup. Without further ado, let's bring in now your former teammate with the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, spent a couple seasons as well. The Toronto Maple Leafs, now a Nashville Predators analyst. It's the one and only bag chucker himself, Hal Gill. What's up, Skillsy? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. How you doing, hey. Rosie, you beauty? <laughs> Skill racks. It's been too long, man. Oh. What, a, what a beauty. We had some, uh, we had a year there where neither of us were playing too much. And we had Eric Gustafson with us too. And we called ourselves the ghost riders. I think cause he thought it was ghost riders instead of black aces or something like that. Fuck. We were laughing, but play with a guy like skills. He's got like 1100 games in the show. And, uh, he was old school dude. And he'd teach you, you know, you get off the plane, you chuck your duffel bag in the hotel, you go out and you, you have a beer and see what's going on in that city. Then you meet the up with the boys, have dinner with the fellas. And then if you're not playing the next night, you go kind of sniff out a spot to uh, see a little bit of nightlife and uh, be in as many uh, games in the show as this man had. He knew all the spots and all the cities and it was great to uh, ride his coattails there for a year. Oh, I was riding yours, buddy. <laughs> no, we had a good time. I was wish we could have played some more, but uh, you know, when you're not playing, you get to enjoy other things. That's right, Skillsy. I got to ask you uh, first and foremost. So I was out with Rosie, I guess, a couple weeks ago in Edmonton. We were there for work, and this guy was like a human energy drink. Was he the same type of guy in yeah. person, taking a peak green light special, where he's just bouncing off the walls? Same guy or what? Absolutely. There's always something going on in Rosie's world. Is it like where, when we we walk into a place, are they, like, here, look, let's. He's got to scout it out. Where are we going to stand? Where are we going to sit? Like, what's the best spot at the bar? Where's oh, there's people over there? They look like they're fun. Let's go talk to them. We'll go hang out with them. And then, you know, you get sick and tired of that. Look over. There's other people over there. Let's go hang out with them. We had, hey, let's go to the next spot. What's the next spot? Where are we going? It was I get uh, high energy, lot, a lot of laughs. We had we had some good times. Oh, yeah, the guy's a legend. We've worked together since uh, October. He even came down to Toronto in January. I, I took him for a peek at Two Cats on King West. I don't know if you ever frequented that spot as a Maple Leaf. Do you ever go there? Yeah, uh, yes, I have been there. My spot yeah, was took... uh, the underground. The underground was my spot yes. for a long time. But, <laughs> Rosie and yeah, I discussed that. I think too, I right, have Rosie? been there. <laughs> We've been everywhere. I will. I will say. I will say. When Rosie was going out, he had the flow. He had some good flow back in the day. I, mm -hmm. Right, Rosie. He had the like the second he walked in, everyone was looking. Who is this guy? Because he's he had the <laughs> Prince Charming flow, and it, like he could he could actually he could blow up and like blow his hair back into place. It was it was beautiful, beautiful quaff. So the second we walked in, we weren't we didn't have to go see anyone. A lot of times, people are coming to see Rosie. This is a tire pumping special. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. I think he deflects uh, all the uh, I miss all the you, attention pal. onto me, so you. that we don't talk about you too much, do we? There, Skillsy baby. <laughs> that's, that's a veteran move. <laughs> veteran move. Well, let's talk about I the Maple Leafs, man. Yeah. Obviously, this is Maple Leaf centric show, and you know they're in a position to go yeah. on a little run here. You've been in that market. You've played for many markets, many teams, and. You've gone the distance with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't think a lot of people know, but in 09, when it was that last face-off to win the Stanley Cup and Marc-Andre Fleury kind of made that, uh, what do they call it, the Secret Service save or whatever. Skillsy, you were out there for that. So obviously <laughs> yeah. a, a very uh, very important part of that team. It wasn't my guy. It wasn't that. my guy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. You made that. Was, that was Lindstrom. Clear. That was a point coverage. A point coverage. Of, yeah. of course, of course. But what's it take to go deep? And what do you think of this team? Have you been watching them? What are they lacking? What do you, what, in your experience, what is that secret thing that allows you to go deep and get those big wins to move on in the, in the series and whatnot? Yeah, you, you know what? The thing is, is you need everything. I, I, and I, yeah. I, I've talked to people about that. Yeah, you can have the best player in the NHL. Someone along the line, some team is going to find a way to shut them down. You have to go four series. And so, yeah, you can have Matthews and Marner. They, they look great. And, you know, you put Yarncroke on that line. I think that makes them a good defensive line as well. You know, so I, I like that line. But someone's going to stop him, you know, and, and you're going to have Nylander. Someone's going to get in his grill and, and beat him up. So you need to have that depth. And I think um, you talked about O'Reilly coming in as, as a third center. Like, that's that's big, you know, because he can contribute, you know. And you were talking about the 9 Penguins. Remember who, who the hero was, Game 7? Max Talbot, the, who was a hero mm -hmm. in that. You know, we had we had Malkin. We had Crosby. Uh you know, all these superstars and Max Talbot was the hero of that game. You need to have that depth. And so looking at um, some of the additions that you, the Leafs made, I, I think, I, of course, Schenner, uh, I love that guy. And he'll go out and fight for guys. He'll he'll be punishing. He was physical against uh, the Preds last night. I saw that many a time, um, you know, adding McCabe. I think the, those guys... You need to have that solid. I know it's it's sexy to have a puck moving defenseman, and that's great and all. But in the playoffs, you got to protect the front of the net, and those guys will be big. So, um, you know, my question is is goaltending is 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 that's that's got to be huge. You need a guy to step up, and uh, you never know when that's going to happen. When a goalie's going to go on a heater. I was in Montreal when Yarrow Halak went on a heater, and he got us into three three rounds in. You know, and and so. Yeah. Not that he was the superstar, but he, he stepped up at the right time. So you're going to need that. What was your read on uh, on Joseph Wall last night? Obviously, you've had the luxury of covering a guy like UC Saros, who is not really spoken about enough, in my opinion, but one of the premier net miners in this league. Yeah. He looked, I, I thought he looked good. You know, I mean, he's not coming in with a resume. You know, I think it's hard for goalies to come in. I know when I was coming up and I didn't have a book on guys, it's – you know, you don't know what's coming at you. And, you know, he might have had a better shot knowing what was going on with, with Nashville because most of them are Milwaukee guys that just got called up after the trade deadline. So might have had a better pulse on it. But, uh, you know, that's that's uh, it's tough to jump into that situation when you don't know what's coming at you. And, you know, right, like, like Rosie, I found out, you know, like there's times you find out someone's a lefty and you're like, can someone give me the notes on that guy? You know, like that. And they surprise you. And so. Um, you know, I thought wall looked good. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes you find out like that a guy is capable of doing things because he comes in untested, unknown, unprepared in a lot of people's minds, and they they produce, you know, and that's how guys get a name for themselves and earn contracts and become number one starters. Everyone comes from something, and you know, if Joseph Wall does get thrown in there, he's shown over his career that he's nothing but solid and nothing but getting better and has nothing but potential. So if something does happen where he gets chucked in, you know, all of a sudden he makes a name for himself and wins a series and off this guy goes. So yeah, a good point that you never know what's going to happen, but you got to do your homework on people and, and, and be prepared for that, that time to jump out to you. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, and then that's the, the fun part about 
you know, the playoffs, you know, you can, you make an adjustment, you know, I, and you say, okay, you go in as a team and you, and you, you know, coach gives you adjustments. I'm not talking about that. You know, every team is going to do that, but the best players are the ones that can say, okay, I've tried to beat this guy wide over and over again. I can't beat him wide. I'm going to have to stop up. I'm going to have to cut back. I'm going to have to change my game. And, you know, for me defensively, I'm waiting to see what the next thing, if, if I keep stopping a guy down the boards, I'm waiting for that next play. What's the next thing he's going to do? And you have, you know, seven games to think about it. That's where I think the Leafs are going to be tested is, is can they, can they make those adjustments? Can those players that are really hard to stop once they start getting stopped over, you know, four in game four or game five, can they make that adjustment to, to win it in game seven? And, and that's the big challenge because it's fine line between winning and losing, it could be that one play. And if you make, if you set up a guy, drive him wide, drive him wide, drive him wide, and then, you know, get him to, on the on the wrong pivot and cut back and you get a scoring chance, you score a goal, that, that wins you a game. And that's the, that's the, that's what I miss about playoff hockey. That's, that's, that's my favorite part of it is that mind game. Yeah, and the margin for error, as you guys know, is just razor thin. And I think even looking at this Maple Leafs team, you just referenced it, Skillsy, like the legends you've played with, the Crosbys, the Malkins, the Latangs that finally pushed through, right? It took a bit of time. Uh, so with that in mind, you look at the Maple Leafs, big boys. I mean, without question, Austin Matthews, one of the best players on the planet. Mitch Marner's been unbelievable this season. Nylander's been great. Tavares has been great in his own right as well. Like, there's just so many pieces on that roster, but what's your read on them? Like, how do they yeah. get to that next level? How do they finally push through in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, that that's well, yeah, just looking through your the decor looks good. I mean, it, that, yeah. I, I don't remember ever saying that. You know, like that's <laughs> true. That's a good solid decor. I, I no, I you know what I mean. I you know I think they fell apart after they traded me. So <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> no, they look. I mean, you look up and down, it looks good and. I, you know what, the, the big thing for me is, um, I, I, you know, Nolachari is that guy. That's, that's, that's your X factor, I think. You know, I, if you're going to play against Boston and, you know, or, or, or the Lightning, it looks like the Lightning in the first round, you're going to play them. He's going to be an impact player. He's going to do all the dirty work. He's going to be the guy. Uh, I think pickups like that are, are almost – better than the exciting O'Reilly trade, you know, like the O'Reilly is a big one, but when you throw Nolachari out there fighting, blocking shots, doing all the gritty hard work and beating a third or fourth line, I think that's the difference maker. So just going up and down the lineup, I think you have a good mix of all that talent. It's just, can that talent perform? That's what you're looking for. And that's what, right. I mean, Toronto has been looking for, the game changer when it happens, they're Dougie Gilmore. Who's who's their guy that's going to go out there and make the difference when it counts? Yeah, and I I think like the, since post deadline, like you nailed it. All these guys could be these X factors, and I think they filled holes where they were lacking. And now what I want yeah. to see you go into the playoffs. Are are you going to take control of the game? Are you going to dominate? It feels like the Leafs of the past. They've been this good team on paper, 115 points in the regular season, blah blah blah. But 
people are constantly talking about the holes in their lineup, and then they get into a playoff series, and like you say, a couple of guys get shut down, team takes it to them a little hard, and everyone just kind of stands and looks around and says, oh boy, like, who's going to take control of this? And then you have a, a hiccup in 10 minutes where no one steps up, and you get two goals scored on you, and you're, you're behind the eight ball already. And this team, I think they got the firepower and the pieces in place, but are they going to show up, and are they going to take control, or are they going to stand and watch and, and react to what happens to them, or are they going to be the guys that go out and say, this is our identity, this is how we fucking play we're gonna put teams on their heels and play that intense style of playoff hockey i really would like to see that come game one and uh, that's what kind of why i've been talking i want them to start get their lines and their d partners rolling here going into it so they can establish that amongst themselves and just roll like a train right into those playoffs and i think we saw it on the weekend maybe starting to solidify some lines and some d partners and stuff but man was it ever a, a carousel of personnel coming in out of the lineup and in and out of the lines and it was just I think we got to get away from that here yeah that's a, that's the, that's always the hard part when you make these trades and you, you add in different faces where do they fit in and how do you you know is someone going to have instant chemistry and what happens if they don't do you do you wait for it because that was the spot you wanted to fill or do you have to go and change it I think that's that's the challenge. And for a lot of times, you know, when I was on teams, I'm like, please don't go try to add too much, you know, or don't try to, I feel like I, every time I got traded, I was just kind of a piece. I wasn't like the superstar that everyone is looking to score big goals. You, you want to fill holes and you want guys that can kind of be utility guys that can fit in. And uh, I think that's, you know, for the most part, looking at what the Leafs have done, that's been what they've been looking at. But the hard part so is like, you were just yeah. talking about it, and I was reminded of Montreal. Like Montreal a couple of years ago, like they had no right going in. They just had big defense, you know, Shea Weber, Carey Price when it's played well. Like that wasn't a flashy team. That they, they weren't they just went out and, and battled. And you gotta get through teams like that. And like you said, Rosie, who can these guys power through a team like that that's just gonna lock it down and be big and strong in front of the net? And can you find a way to get scoring chances? That's where I mean, Austin Matthews, is is he going to step up and just – because he, he's big. You know, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah. that's a big boy. He's solid. Like, he, you go on to him in the corner, and, and he can bully you. You know, he's not a skilled, dainty player. He's solid. So, I, I think a guy like him, can he, can he change the game with his physical style and his skill? There's got to be belief. Um, there's got to be no doubt seeped into the mind. And seriously, you know, obviously it's a conversation where it's like, yeah, it's one one thing to say it, it's another to prove it. Uh, but I want to ask you too, the big question, uh, you live obviously in the Nashville area. How often are you at Tootsie's or is there another area for locals? <laughs> um, there's, there's, uh, there's local areas. Yeah. Okay. I, I try to stay away from Broadway because you know, the thing is you yeah. go down to Broadway and three o'clock comes pretty quick. It's like, whoa, I just came down for a couple and, I, and then I, I like this band. And then, you know, you hang out and have a, a couple with that band. And then someone says, let's go listen to this band. You, next thing you know, you're bouncing around Tootsie's, the Legends, Whiskey Row. And uh, so, yeah, I have a lot of buddies that come in and they say, how do you live here? And I, I don't live on Broadway, you know, like I live yeah, yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes outside and I have a family and, and you know, there's a, there's a normal life here. But it's nice. It's always nice to have it. It's always nice to have it in your backyard if you need it. Yeah, I, I'm sweet sure Annie it's the same likes you as... home and I... in her bed with you, doesn't she? Sweet Annie <laughs> likes you home and in your bed. Yeah, gotta get home, take you. care of the kids, and, and make everyone. The... But yeah, we're starting to. Hey, 
we're starting to get the good weather, you know, 75, sunny, you know, the, the, uh, the pedal taverns are going and the bachelorette parties are coming in and it's, you know, we're, we're in the, we're in the thick of it here. It's going to get, it's going to get fun for a while. So you guys need to come down, Rosie, I'll get you on a pedal tavern, but we'll get you in a full sweat. Oh. You know what? We might have to do that. We take you to the hockey tonks. <laughs> There's been talk about it, so we'll have to set something up, Skillsy. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Anytime. You guys right, let Skillzy. me know when you're coming in. You yeah, sounds All right, good. Take Appreciate care, your time today. Cheers. Thanks for doing right, this, man. Good to talk with you. You too. All right. Uh, former touch. Toronto Maple Leaf. I love it, man. I fucking love He's the best, man. Just uh, him and Chris Mason. Do you know Chris Mason by chance? I don't know. Yeah, so him and Mace are just like the the kings of bag chucking. They've started this whole thing, like I guess like 10 years ago now. Mace played in the NHL too, former National Predator, former St. Louis Blue. Just salt of the earth dudes. Like I've I've interviewed them a bunch on my shows in the past, and they're like best friends seemingly, at least in you know, on camera, and they they just bring the heat, man. I'd love to just take one peel around with those two one night in on Broadway, you know. Yeah, I'd be good. Someone who JP Aaron Sebia used to live there because he yeah. went to school there, I think. And uh, he met up with well, some of the guys. To and what's again, your I, name? Yeah, that's right. And he uh, he town. took me out one yeah. time and he's like, we're not going to Tootsie's. We're not going to the stage. We're going to some other places. And uh, they know. he whipped me around that city a few times and we um, <laughs> had a flight to catch in the morning. I think it was like a 6 a.m. flight. And he was just, I was being not a good guy, like going one more spot, one more spot. And he had a plethora of spots to go listen to some really talented, wicked live music and uh, really see that town from the inside out. So that was a blast. And I'm sure Skillsy would be exactly the same if he toured you around. I, I would say you brought the heat when we hung out in Toronto. You brought the heat in Edmonton, and it's great to get that confirmation that you are the energy drink wherever you've been. That's that's always you're bouncing <laughs> off the walls, man. I I couldn't keep up with you, man. I go to order a drink, I look behind me, just lots happening, man. I get excited, man, and I like to you have do. a little bit you of do. fun, and I get pretty I get pretty social too. I like chatting yeah, people up, yeah. so uh, yeah, no yeah. problems. I've never yeah, ran any problems also. with it. I'll say that. You're getting all shy now. I get it. Let's get to the points bet wrap up the uh, the chat hot and heavy today on this Monday as we get closer and closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Representing Olds with Jay here, Derek Feeney writes in the chat. What's up, Derek? Uh, Tim writes in, betting sends to win tonight. Florida is crap. So again, if you missed that off the top of the show, if Florida loses in any fashion, the Maple Leafs will punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs, Rosie. I know. That'll be nice just to have that. Uh, it's the time of year when people are starting to be crowned uh, in the playoffs, winning divisions, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. And uh, I mean, it kind of goes to that. If this was the time of year where it was one and eight instead of the wild card system that they have, every kind of game you'd be paying attention. Who are we playing? Who are we playing? And the back and forth of, do we want to play these guys? But these guys have been hot lately and we didn't even know this team was on the radar and they've gotten hot as hell in March. And now they're up there and it's, it's a fun thing. And uh Seems like this time of year with this system and setup, I know it maybe sets up more of, uh, you know, some in-division rivalries and, and whatnot, which yeah. is a good thing too. But it makes this time of year when, like you say, we've known who we're playing in the playoffs since Christmas. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's not a big deal that we're going to clinch the playoffs here this week. We've known that for a long time. We've known who we're playing for a long time. So it takes mm -hmm. that element out of it a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, when uh, you're, you're clinching playoffs and positive things are coming your way, it's a good deal. 
So we got two new interns on the show, uh, Matthew and uh, Kerwin, who's in the chat right now. Morning, gents. Hope you're both doing well. We are. I think you guys are forgetting about our stud, Eric Schalgren. My mistake. I know I mentioned off the top since James Reimer, Eric Schalgren. Don't want to misspeak there, obviously, Eric Schalgren. A uh, very, very solid third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eight, maybe eighth net minor for this Maple Leafs team. I'm not giving him enough credit. He had a big win, I think, in Carolina earlier this year. Uh, PS17 had a funny uh, a funny poke as well. That coffee cup looked like a Dixie cup in, <laughs> in Skillsy's paw. Skillsy's got big paws, man. Oh, he's a big human being. He's like six, yeah. seven, big, square-jawed, bugger-strapping man walks into all the bars. <laughs> I remember one time he walked into a bar in uh, Pittsburgh and some guy just came up and passed him a beer and said, Mr. Gill, <laughs> your reputation precedes you, sir. And I was just like, you're like a fucking <laughs> god walking into some of these bars. It's hilarious. And um, always a man of the people wherever he goes. You're the man of the people as well. Uh, Kerwin also writes in, uh, how about that 15-shot game for Austin Matthews against Carolina? Two-goal effort for JT against Nashville. Ooh. Things are, are looking good. Did you have 15 shots on total in your career? In total in your career? It'd be tough. We'd have to go to the, yeah. uh, we'd have to go to the analytics <laughs> the on that one. But that's an outrageous amount of touches, <laughs> an outrageous amount of ozone touches. Like, to have yeah. that, he could have had four goals easily. And... He was shooting the biscuit that night for sure. And uh, I really like the way he's starting to catch on and get yeah. his timing down and starting to bury. And I think he's just ready to ooze confidence and just explode. And couldn't have picked a better time to do it because we've been waiting for him this season to kind of show that. And maybe he's been holding on for the, the important time of year. And he's learned that I'm going to hit my stride come the important time of the year. And he's just peaking right about now. So that's fantastic to see for this whole club, obviously. By the way, a shout out to the uh, Toronto Six and winning the Isabel Cup. And uh, perhaps this is a good omen for the Maple Leafs of winning the Stanley Cup. You never know, Rosie. There it is right there. There you go. The goal that ended it. Toronto Six, their first Isabel Cup. Good stuff. Yeah, get those Boom. winning vibes throughout the town. All the celebrations, man. Like you just, I don't know, you, you've probably done it in your career. When you just go fucking nuts, you don't realize what you're doing. There's a glove going flying here or there. It's hilarious, eh? Look at that. It reminds me of like my U11 team I coached this year. We were yeah. in like the B side of the final, <laughs> something rather, at a tournament, and we won, and they're shedding their stuff like this. And I was like, oh dear, it's like the consolation. But sick, I think man. they just wanted to do that. And uh, why not? That's a great part of hockey when you actually win something. It's fun to celebrate, and hopefully, uh, the beginning of many things in this market in Toronto as we get set for the Stanley Cup playoffs nine games away. Rosie, you brought it as per usual. Many thanks to your former teammate, Hal Gill. Unfortunately, we couldn't tell. Uh, the majority of the stories of you two together, that's for an After Dark show one day, okay? Yeah, I think we've forgotten most of those anyways. It's for the best. It's for the best. <laughs> it's for the best. Again, so many thanks to Hal Gill, producer Alex, as well as our interns, Kerwin and Matthew. I'm Nick Alberga, and thanks to everybody in the chat, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Take care.